Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 183 of this podcast. Thank you for joining us as we continue with June the 29th to July the 5th in the Come Follow Me materials, covering Alma chapters 23 to 29. They never did fall away. Uh, and we're going to continue with Alma 23 and 24 today, looking at how the conversion of Jesus Christ and his gospel can change our life. Um, in verse 23, verse chapter 23, verse 18, we read about this name, Anti Nephi Lehi. And as yesterday, we mentioned that this name, Anti, doesn't necessarily mean opposed to or against, which is the Greek preposition, preposition that we use today. Um, the, the prefix Anti, um, we can read in a um, Book of Mormon Central Know Why, number 131, why did converted Lamanites call themselves Anti Nephi Lehi's? It more likely links to the Egyptian adjective anti, uh, which could give the anti-Nephi-Lehi's the meaning of that which is of Nephi and Lehi. Uh, this would make sense, not only because it makes sense with the context of the story and what happens to this group, but also because this book, the Book of Mormon, was written in Reformed Egyptian. And so this anti, which has now been put into an English word of anti, uh, would mean that which is of Nephi and Lehi. Again, a further evidence of the the truth and the um, verity of this of this book being an ancient record written in Reformed Egyptian. Um, in verse eighteen, we read about the curse of God no more following this group of previously Lamanites. Um, you know, we see that the, the the blessings of God are available to all if they will just turn to them, uh, turn to God, uh, and and change and try and follow a, a life of Christ. Uh, and this is a blessing which came to the anti-Nephi-Lehi's. Uh, as they continue, uh, we into verse 24, the the Lamanites who are left, who have not been converted, um, were stirred up to anger, interestingly, by the Amalekites and the Amulonites, who we know were previous Nephites. They weren't originally Lamanites. And so we'll, we'll, come, we'll come to that at the end of chapter 24 and why that's so important. Uh, but in verse 3, the king of the Lamanites, King Lamoni's father, is about to die, and he confers the kingdom upon his son and calls him Anti-Nephi-Lehi. So not only is the group of people called Anti-Nephi-Lehi, but their leader is as well. Clearly showing the um, the importance or the the intent that they have to follow this new life. Alison Coots uh, explained, quote, The first step for the converted Lamanites was to call themselves Anti-Nephi-Lehi's, a name chosen after Lamoni's father, the king over all the land, consulted with Aaron and many of their priests, regarding a name whereby they might be distinguished from their brethren. To strengthen this separation further on his deathbed, Lamoni's father conferred the kingdom upon his other son and changed that son's name to Anti-Nephi-Lehi. So we see that there is a clear intent to keep this change and have this legacy of becoming um, a group of like unto the anti the, the Nephi Lehi's. In verse five, the there is the 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 rumors that the the Lamanites who are not converted are going to fall upon this land to destroy their brethren. So Ammon and his brethren, King Lamoni and King Anti Nephi Lehi, meet together to discuss to discuss what they're going to do to defend themselves. And basically the decision is made that they're not going to do anything <laughs> to prepare for war. In verse 6, it said, Now there was not one soul among all the people who had been converted unto the Lord that would take up arms against their brethren. Yet nay, they would not even make any preparations for war. Yea, and also their king commanded them that they should not. So not only have they made that decision as a, as a people, 
but the king has commanded them that, that they're not going to do it. Um, Marion G. Romney explained how this change was because of the, the softening of their hearts. He said, quote, They gave thanks unto God that he had given them a portion of his spirit to soften their hearts. That is the great message I want to leave here. It is the softening of the hearts that, that this gospel does to the people who receive it. Close quote. Now, King Antony Philehi does then give a great sermon, and we're going to leave that uh, for another study session, as I want to focus on that when we consider it with Ammon's uh, great proclamation of his uh, feelings of conversion and the blessing that he's received as well. Um, so we're going to leave that, but we're going to skip ahead to when he finishes that. Um, and basically, in verse 17 of chapter 24, that is when they bury their weapons. It's almost as if that there is a great desire to not even have that temptation that you know have it just put laying down their weapons of war wasn't enough this is when the challenge came and we can liken this to problems in our lives if we have a difficulty with our with our um outlook on life if we have a difficulty with an addiction if, if we have a difficulty um you know using our time productively you know it's very easy to lay things aside and say i'm not going to do that again but then when the difficult feeling comes, that urge to do it arrives just to pick it up again. These people had decided they were never going to do that again. And they buried him. They buried those weapons deep in the earth. Uh, and that is a clear you know, action to say that we are not going to turn back to this. And I wonder what other things we can do with that. We can do with that in our lives. What things do we need to bury completely so that we are not tempted to ever pick them up again? Um, in verse 19... Uh, it says, and thus we see when these Lamanites were brought to believe and to know the truth, they were firm and would suffer even de unto death rather than commit sin. And thus we see that they buried their weapons of peace or they buried their weapons of war for peace. Now, this is particularly interesting because um, that first phrase, burying their weapons of peace, doesn't make any sense. But it's actually an evidence of the truth of the Book of Mormon again, uh, if we look carefully at it. Because if Joseph Smith were just writing this book and, um, you know, made the mistake of saying weapons of peace, he could easily have said to, to whoever was scribing, oh, do me a favour, just change that to weapons of war. Um, but no, you know, it, it isn't um, an authorship by Joseph Smith, it's a translation. And we can, we can see in our mind's eye Mormon doing this narrative insert here of thus we see and making this mistake of saying weapons of peace without really meaning to. And of course, he's writing on on you know plates of metal, and so he can't easily change that. So he's going to have to correct himself somehow, and that's why he says, "Or they buried their weapons of war for peace." Uh, this was explained by Daniel H. Ludlow, who said, quote, "As Mormon abridged this record, he used an unknown method to write language characters on metal plates. Students have sometimes wondered how Mormon could correct something he had already written. Alma twenty four nineteen may give us some clue into this matter." Concerning the converted Lamanites, Mormon had written that they buried their weapons of peace. Then, evidently realising that he had not intended exactly what he had written, he added, or they buried their weapons of war for peace. Other examples of similar changes in the Book of Mormon are found in Mosiah 7, 8, Alma 50, verse 32, Helaman 3, 33, and 3 Nephi 16, 4. Close quote. And it might be interesting to have a look at those references in your own time just to see other examples of these little changes that happen because Mormon just simply can't correct what he's already written. Uh, I mean, he has such great patience, I wouldn't be able to do what he did. Uh, and so that's why he was called to that, I imagine. And then we get to the actual event. 
of what happens uh, to these to these people. Uh, they prostrate themselves on the ground. They do not pick up their weapons, and they, um, you know, they have a really difficult uh, moment where they see these bloodthirsty people coming to attack them, and they don't move. They just pr- they pray to their god, um, and it's it's quite awe inspiring really to think about what ha- what would happen um, if you were in that situation. Situation, um, a thousand and five people. We're, we're talking a thousand and five people were killed. Um, before you know uh, this was stopped and the Lamanites saw that their brethren weren't going to flee uh, and they were praising God even when they were dying and uh, this changes them um, they realize the error of their ways and it says in verse 25 and it came to pass that they threw down their weapons of war and they would not take them again for they were stung for the murders which they had committed and they came down even as their brethren relying on the mercies of those whose arms were lifted to slay them a couple of things I love here, that the fact that they threw down their weapons, so you can imagine this just great anguish that they're feeling for what they've just done to these innocent people who just want to, to live and praise God. Um, and you can see that they are also now putting themselves on the ground and they are putting themselves at the mercy of the people that are still in the act of slaying the brethren. You know, it's it's quite an awe-inspiring uh, image that's that's kind of put into your mind there. Elton Perry said, quote, while the message of the story is not to insist on universal pacifism, we do not learn, but we do learn that by not returning aggressions from others, we can have a profound effect on them. Literally, we can change their hearts when we follow the Christ's example and turn the other cheek. Our examples as peaceable followers of Christ inspire others to follow him, close quote. So, and thus we see here that, um, again, as um, Elder Perry said, it's not about saying to everyone there shouldn't be any wars or battles. Indeed, in this world, sometimes, you know, to fight is necessary. And we see that in the example of Captain Moroni and others. But in this case, you know, great change was made. And in fact, we know that more than the number have been slain uh, were converted. And so this is a great story of a change for a number of people. Now, we'll consider who actually changed tomorrow. So because we are up to the 10 minute mark. Thank you very much for listening today. Uh, please do share you know this podcast and review it it'd be a great help uh, you can um, send your feedback and let me know if you're interested in studying in a future podcast uh, at ldsstudysession at gmail.com and please do join the facebook group church of jesus christ study session with come follow me so that i can um, so that we can have further discussion and hear what you've been studying thank you for listening and until we meet again